Welcome to Highland Herald, a podcast where two Final Fantasy-obsessed brothers discuss everything from Azura to Zell and all things in between. We are your hosts, Wolfkins and Soloists, Brothers of Light. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 96 of Highland Herald. I'm Wolfkins, and I've got Soloist here with me. Uh, Soloist, how are you doing on this not Monday night? Why are you <laughs> acting like it's, it's surprising I'm here? <laughs> I'm here every week. <laughs> <laughs> Almost not. Almost not. I'm here a lot We of haven't weeks. even been here every week for the last little bit, but... Here we are. Yeah, I didn't, are. Work y- I didn't work yesterday, and he texted me saying, I'm coming. And I was watching anime, and I was like, "Oh, oh, it is Tuesday." Oops! Mm-hmm. So I had to. I still beat you here. <laughs> so well, after you said "give me ten minutes," I was like, "Okay, no rush." Uh, this is how much Soloist appreciates you, our dear listeners. He doesn't even show up on time. I beat I have you a here trivia, every week. <laughs> I have a trivia question for you, and I'll admit, first up, I looked this one up. So it wasn't something that I just knew off the top of my head, but I found it very, very interesting, and I think you might find it interesting as well. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy IV The After Years uh, was inspired by an earlier work of Takashi Takita's and Square's. What work was that? Chrono Trigger? I don't know. No. Is it a Final up. Fantasy game? It's not, but it's related and similar, and has it- recently had a resurgence. It's a... Suken Disset 2 3 no. or it's, whatever. It's, 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 <laughs> whatever no. it's called. <laughs> uh, do you give up? Yeah. It, it, live Alive or Live Alive or. Oh, that makes sense. Live Alive, Live Alive. What, what's that the official sense. name of that? Live Alive. Live Alive. Because it could be Live Alive or Live Alive or Live Alive. English is confusing. Live Alive. Anyway, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I was uh, I was just kind of scrambling for one real quick before we started recording because I forgot to think of one, so I looked one up. Sorry about that. Anyway, man, how have you been? Have you been doing anything Final Fantasy? Because I'll tell you right up front, you I've have, not. I've been doing the same things you've been doing. Uh, I doubt it because I've just been obsessed with The Last of Us. <laughs> I'm finally doing oh, it, Oh, I man. thought you have been I'm, playing Diablo Immortal like me. Well, I have been, I have been doing that. Playing a ton of Diablo Immortal. Um, I have, but yeah, I've been, it's, I finally got past where I needed to get past and I'm almost, I've almost beat it. I'm at the very end, I think, uh, based on is it good? the show. It's very good. It's just as good as everyone says it is. And, uh, it's very, the show is a very, very faithful adaptation. Like mm-hmm. I've been like some, some scenes lifted straight from the game. It's been pretty interesting. Well, good. To, to see them compared side by side, but no, I um I haven't done anything with Final <clears throat> Fantasy this week. Um, I've just been playing Diablo because Diablo Four was super fun. Yeah, and um, there's just not a whole lot to do with Final Fantasy right now until I get my hands on sixteen in a few months. Sure, sure. I mean, for for most people, I mean, you actually have a lot of things you could do with Final Fantasy, like Stranger of Paradise. Until the not. Crisis Sorry, not, Core. There's a lot of Final the, Fantasy you missed. Not until the PC port comes <laughs> out. We're doing a podcast. Don't chew on ice while we're trying to record. <laughs> not until PC port comes out for Stranger of Paradise. Um, I haven't been doing too much. I'm, you know, 14's in one of its breaky periods. Actually, I think they might have just had 538 or it's coming out soon. 
Uh, but, you know, I've just been kind of distracted with other games. But I, I do think the next big thing on the horizon is Final Fantasy 16, which I guess brings us to kind of the topic I wanted to, to discuss tonight. Do you know what the term going gold means? Mm-hmm. You. Because I didn't either. And apparently it's a super common term in the gaming industry. But I kept seeing all of this about Final Fantasy 16 has gone gold. And I'm like, you know, I associate that with like music records you know, gold, platinums, and how much they've sold. Apparently, going gold is essentially when you have the build of the game that the developers feel is ready to be shipped and sold. So essentially what that's saying is the game as of right now is complete, which is, (laughs) you know, as the internet's quick to point out, is very rare in these days with constant delays and games launching half finished and, and things like that. But uh, yeah, Square or, you know, they put out a tweet on their Final Fantasy Twitter account, um, which don't get me started on Twitter. I can't believe I'm still over there. But uh, that, yeah, the game has gone gold, meaning that they, they feel comfortable enough that this, you know, it's ready to get into the hands of people. So we shouldn't be looking at any other delays or anything like that. So d- does that surprise you at all? Um, It's probably gold for Square <laughs> Enix standards, <laughs> which still means. <laughs> I see three-fourths of a story with DLC later on. Mm. Um, maybe. I mean, oh, sorry. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm comparing this one more with 14 than 15 in my head. Probably. I mean, just based on the teams that are working on it. And I, I don't think we're looking at the same kind of situation as we did with 15. Well, even then, I mean, technically with 14, you could say that patch content and multiple expansions it took took them more 10 years to finish I, I can <laughs> i consider that like four separate games though really um, i mean yeah each of those has such a compact story i mean it has a one overarching story of course but it has such a compact story for each of the individual expansions they almost felt like constant you know mainline games being released over and over so you know and thinking about it i i do believe that i read that Final Fantasy 16 was actually, you know, scheduled more for a launch of, you know, winter or something last year, but ended up getting delayed because of the overlap of 14 and some of the stuff going on as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I believe it. I mean, from the gameplay that we've seen, everything looks pretty polished, I thought. I mean, but, I think it'll be a polished, ready-to-go game. I just hope there's enough content, because you know there's going to be DLC and promised stuff. I mean, every sure. Square Enix game has it now, and every game has it now. But well, I hope I hope it feels more complimentary than mandatory, if that makes any sense. Because mm-hmm. you look at games like any of the Dark Souls games and every DLC they have for that is like additive story um, and additive mm-hmm. just stuff to it. Not stuff like, oh, learn the secret origins of this villain you didn't get to know about more or find out what happened during this time. Like um, here's the next chapter of the story. Next chapter. Yeah. It's like just like additive, just little things like that, like exploring something new. So maybe if it was something like that, that'd be kind of cool. But no, the gameplay looks like um, very complete. I don't think we're going to be getting a buggy mess of a game. I think we're going to be getting a, a pretty, well, I hope. I mean, you never know, but I, I would like to think we're about to get a very complete game. And the gameplay looks looks tight. Uh, it, looks, it looks tight. I thought it looks you know, very good. And I was thinking you you talking about Square Enix and all this. I'm trying to think of other Square Enix games that I've played recently. The ones that I can think of, none of them had additional DLC that I'm aware of. So none of the Voice of Cards games 
Um, they're none of the Octopath Traveler games. Well, you got to look at little... adventures. Now, you got to look was... at their like AAA titles, right? Oh, what are like, those? They're like 14. Final Fantasy 14, 15, um, 15, sure. Fifteen's the, the first real Final Fantasy that ever had DLC, though. <clears throat> True, but that um, was also, I, I guess, a sign of the when last it came final. Out. It's also the last Final Fantasy game in like ten years. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fourteen. What are some of the other um, AAA's? What about the Tomb like, Raiders? Do they for, do that? I, I don't know. I don't know. Forspoken is getting DLC. I think. Okay. Um, the Marvel games. I mean, Avengers was kind of a pay-to-win mess. Avengers. Well, did you hear about that? Everything's free now. The Avengers just had their final patch, and everything in them, almost everything in the marketplace is just free, uh, which is interesting because that might actually make me boot that game back up because I actually liked that game as a game. Yeah, it's just like, you know, quality aside, it's, it's just Square Enix's practices lean into that. Or, Less so for yeah, the Chocobo smaller racing. games. You know, Chocobo now racing. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. And you, every Final Fantasy title we've been getting is kind of either greedy mess or just has odd pra- pra- um, business practices like the um, well, well, what are you what are you what are you talking about because I, I disagree because crisis core i did not think was a greedy mess at okay all. not crisis core that's a good exception um and i also didn't feel that way about okay the, gre- greedy the mess aside not, not, not necessarily greedy greedy mess for stuff like Avengers final fantasy 7 and chocobo game that came out chocobo wait what um, final fantasy 7 game the battle royale that only lasted a year and just oh. stole money basically from I thought, you, I thought you were talking about ever crisis i'm no. like no that's still not even out no <laughs> we don't know um, what that's like the uh surgeon paradise isn't greedy but you know it did get multiple dlc so mm-hmm. there's still that practice being made um and really the only oh. um the pixel remasters don't have anything like that but those are questionable in terms of business practice, how it took so long to get switch ports to a point where mm. most fans are already broke and played it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I like did. questionable, either questionable practices, downright greedy practices, or one good idea, which came or uh, one good idea, which came from uh, so cynical crisis core. And Christ. I mean, DLC is fine. Like I don't rhythm. You're not going to talk about that one. I mean, theater rhythms. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing great. I'm assuming there's no pay to win in that. No, I, I will say Chocobo Racing, though. That was, was pretty bad. That was it pretty was, bad. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. Uh, I didn't really get into um, I didn't really get into First Soldier enough to know. Most of those type of games just have cosmetics. Well, you look like back Fortnite at all the stuff, skins but... people probably bought that are gone now. Yeah. And their money well, I mean, is gone. That's the that's the risk you take with these games as a service. I it mean, just sucks, man. I mean, I that's why I don't put yeah. a, I don't put a cent into any of them because they could go away tomorrow. Yeah, I mean so. that I put I put money into cosmetics on uh, fourteen. I do do that, and well, I have a spent like, a little money on Diablo Immortal because some of those cosmetics were pretty sweet. Back with a game beginning. like fourteen, you almost have a little bit of security that it's not going anywhere. Considering the fact that Final Fantasy XI is just now entering maintenance mode <laughs> I, after 20 years, yeah. I think you're safe with that. Probably. It's just so. it's just something to be careful of, I guess. It's like, I guess the Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale, I don't think anyone should have ever expected it to be like the next Fortnite. No, but, but I would have expected it to be more of a safe bet than one year. Maybe. I, I would have um, expected one year it is crazy. I, I didn't see that coming. But... 
the fact that both that game and Chocobo GP came and went, both of them, you know, were produced as like a game as a service and then came and went that fast. Oh, that's not yeah. eh. which it's crazy because I feel like the Final Fantasy brand at the moment is stronger than it's been in a while. With the way 14's been doing, the 7 remake hit so well, Crisis Core's gotten good reviews, now we've got 16 on the horizon. I feel like there's a lot of confidence in the Final Fantasy brand. 16 has a really good, like, it's going to be a really good contender for Game of the Year, too, which is kind of crazy. That is if eh. 7 Rebirth doesn't actually come out this year. I I think this is going to be a very, there's been a lot of good games already. I think there's even more lined up. Well, Game of the Year is definitely going to be, um, I mean, nomination predictions are 16. I think it's got a guarantee. Yeah, so too. Breath of the Wild 2 will probably win it, but it'll uh. guaranteed be nominated. Oh my God, it looks so good. It'll guarantee be nominated. Um, Hogwarts Advanced Legacy. Advanced Wars. Advanced might, Wars. <laughs> Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy might get nominated. Resident Evil 4 is definitely going to get nominated. Yeah. But those are the only four I know of. 16, so far. I think, has, I mean, again, we're only speculating based on what we've seen and what we expect. And probably a little biased because we're Final Fantasy fans. But if it's not at least nominated, I would be very surprised. Well, that gameplay looks awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah it's it a does. mixture between Devil May Cry and Dark Souls, and I'm here for it. It looks so oh. fun. I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for it. Uh, I'm excited to hear that it's ready to go. I kind of wish that we didn't have to wait all the way until June. I also wish it didn't come out the same month as Diablo 4. <laughs> so, oh, Diablo 4 is going to be another really good game. <laughs> Yeah, so that's. Um, uh, I mean, that's I'm definitely thing. gonna pick Final Fantasy over Diablo Four. I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna question that. Um, but I probably do. How do you feel yep. about the difficulty thing? Because they said uh, that there is no difficulty option in this game. There's one set difficulty, but you adjust the difficulty by equipping those rings, accessories that uh, alter the gameplay a little bit. So, like every Final Fantasy game. <laughs> I mean, the, the only Not Final in Fantasy... recent years. I mean, uh, Stranger what, of Paradise. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The only, the only Final Fantasy game I can think of that has a specific difficulty setting is Stranger of Paradise. I mean, the JRPG... Remake did. Um, it did, you're right. I'm did, pretty did it sure easy? 15 Oh, it had, a, it had like a story. Didn't 15 have one? I don't remember. I think a lot of... I mean, every most, recent Final Fantasy game has one. Most of the JRPGs are just, you know get gear to help you alleviate most of, of the turn-based jrpgs are good gear that's the all action them, yeah. jrpgs are usually not like that did 15 have a difficulty setting it's been I, so long since i've played that i one. thought so i'm gonna have to look it up i, I forgot about either. seven remake i forgot uh, did it did it have a oh it had a story mode it had story normal it had and then normal hard, hard um turn-based like, like classic yeah, style classic style um, that's right that's right oh and you know what i guess did crisis core have one I think Crisis Core did have one. So yeah, I yeah, guess Yeah, so are. 15 has casual and normal mode. So okay. yeah, I, every recent Final Fantasy game has a difficulty slider. So it slider. sounds like it sounds like there's still a difficulty slider there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just presented different. I mean, if it, if there's equipment that does basically affect the difficulty, now I haven't really dug too much into that. Do you have any more details on that? Yeah, so I don't know the exactly, but like there's a parrying system. And one of the rings makes it to where every attack that comes to you just freezes everything and gives you a brain dead eight like action time thing to hit the same button every time to do the parry for you. So that happens. 
Um, it depends. How do you get the rings? Are the I rings like in-game right grinds? Okay. I think you get them right away. So like yeah. at the beginning, so you can just use them. There's one, like to do different combos, you have to do different button inputs to do combos. One just makes it to where you hit the same button over and over. You just do full combos, so you don't have to worry about mm. memorizing that. So it's how just many, like stuff like that. How many rings can you equip? There's like three options, I think. And the other okay. one, I don't remember what the other modifier did, but... It seems cool because normally when you adjust the game's difficulty, you're adjusting the world around you, but it's kind of cool to see that you're kind of just adjusting your own character a little bit yeah. rather, and I, the world doesn't change. It's like, all think, the same. I mean, as long as there's an accessibility option to make the game easier for people who want it or need it, that's all I really care about. I don't care how it's presented. Uh, so yeah, I think I mean, it's that's, probably that's the best way. The best. I think it looks like the best difficulty option in a game ever. Well, it lets you choose what you want to be made easier instead mm-hmm. of the whole game or every aspect of the and game being that easier. way you still feel the challenge of the enemies but you feel more powerful i mean i'm playing uh last of us on easy and i still feel the challenge of the enemies, so. well like in, in jrpgs because there's a you feel big differences throwing some of these games like, on easy jrpgs have well and that's also to me though Part of the charm of JRPGs is they have a habit of very quickly you start running away with power. Power creep is real in JRPGs. But by the end, you know, most most JRPGs I play, uh, you get to the final boss and they're really not that hard. It's the secret bosses and stuff that are bad. But most Final Fantasy games, by the time you reach the Fantasy story boss, final boss is very hard. Um. <laughs> He wasn't that bad. He's the hardest in the series. But you know what I mean, though? Like, normally you get to the final boss and you're just because you've done like side quests and stuff, your level's so high, you're like, okay, you're not really that hard. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, well, that's, I, mean I like that. I like, like feeling like a badass. I two shotted Safer Sephiroth and it was. Well, my the distinction day. between turn based and action RPGs, too. Sure. Like, that's these are true. action JRPGs. So I see what you're saying for turn based, but I don't think that applies as much for. Um, cause I remember Arden took me a few tries in 15. Like that was a pretty hard fight. See, and it's I, just like I throwing that action, <clears throat> throwing that action element in there changes things a little bit. Yeah. Yes. And so, no, true, true. But I mean, especially on a game like uh stranger of paradise where there's the action element, but you also have so much reliant on your gear, uh, like, and well, because there's so much extra stuff to do, the final story boss for stranger of paradise. You also that had that bad. on the easiest difficulty. No, I was playing that on normal. Were you? Yeah. Because I was playing that game on hard, and it was brutal. Yeah. (laughs) I was playing playing it it on like normal, I think, still. But, I mean, the gear gear is such a big part of these games, too. Yeah, but I don't don't think it applies as white and black as you're saying. Um, So I definitely, I definitely like this option better. So, you know, you're still going to, these rings are still going to make you have an easier time with the things but you still feel the power of the things rather than them feeling weaker because you look at a game like kingdom hearts and that, from critical to easy on that, like easy mode kingdom hearts mm. is just easy and kingdom hearts. Those final bosses aren't very easy. The final bosses um, in like two is pretty easy, but like you look yeah. at Roxas right before that, that's a ridiculously hard fight. Like that's Roxas insanely is, hard. Yeah. Insanely tuned, but uh, kingdom hearts is a really good example actually mm-hmm. kingdom it hearts is. is a great example because kingdom hearts three the final boss was super easy because i was already level 99 
Yeah. Like, so I, I do see what you're saying. There's a difference between turn-based and action just because of the input you have to do. But your level and gear still are so dependent on these games that in Kingdom Hearts 3, it was I was almost disappointed in the final boss because I had out-leveled it so much. But then, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 offers additional challenges beyond that, as most JRPGs do. They don't, you know, they stop what with the story. What difficulty did you play Kingdom Hearts 3 on? I play all the Kingdom Hearts on normal. Okay. The only game I've played on Medium. easy recently is Last of Us, and um, I think I did start Stranger of Paradise on easy and then ended up just moving it up. And now I'm on Chaos on that one before I stopped playing it. So... But again, yeah. that was because the gear, that was the function of that game. And, you know, I mean, you know, gear also always is going to make things easier. Like, even Dark Souls can become a cakewalk yeah. if you just outgear the game. Well, and that's that's the um, point of RPGs. And it, that's what it's I like just about like, them over... They always, like, Dark Souls still has that layer, though, where you can still get... Dark Souls, Dark Souls, mm-hmm. though, so it's not a good example. But you can still get, like, two-shot by a boss at, like, right. level <clears throat> eight, 180 and having the best gear in the game. But... With- um, with games just, like this, there just needs to be some kind of accessibility feature, whether it's presented in rings, whether it's presented in an actual difficulty slider, that doesn't matter. But I'm still a proponent of, you know, if a game relies so much on timing and stuff like that, it should have some kind of accessibility feature. I think it depends on the developer and the intended audience. Um, I, I when it st- comes I to just, Final Fantasy, um, Final Fantasy would be shooting itself in the foot after catering to such a mixed audience for so long mm. so they um definitely would have made a really bad idea i, not I still i don't like, like the the depends on the audience argument i get what you're saying and it's never going to change i get that but it's it's also leaving money on the table <laughs> you know these developers if they i know that i know who you're talking about i know you're talking about from software and all that stuff and they've they built themselves as this hardcore get good leave us alone noobs kind of thing but they're leaving money on the table Elden Ring is a game I would have picked up if I didn't if I knew that it wasn't a well, super slog fest I was going to beat my head against. They've still before. left with two game awards for game of the year. Sure, and in I'm not past, saying they make in the bad past games. Five, but they're leaving money on the table. They they just are. And, and I know their games are good because what was Elden Ring was game of the year. Right? I think yeah, I think they I don't know. I get the vibe they care less about money and more about just making good games. No company cares less about money. Don't well, fool yourself. You, that, you man. just said they're leaving money on the table. They are leaving money on the table. So but they, I and they know that. I don't think they, they know care. they're leaving. But I don't. don't I mean, if yourself, they cared, they would have. They would have. There's, <laughs> there's Elden Ring has there. has a system kind of like the rings and um, Final Fantasy 15, where you can get like summon ashes and summon stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Enemy summon allies for bosses. So it's like, I mean, that makes that game way easier. I, I will. I so will they even even a game like Elden Ring has a little bit of this DNA in it. But and I I just think, you know, developers have that creative liberty. I don't think it's black and white. Every yeah. game needs. OK, a I will. Amend, I will amend my thing. Developers, I think you're right, probably do care more. But the executives are the ones that that really drive this stuff. And yeah. they don't care. <laughs> They couldn't care less. And, you know, and, and I know that there's different opinions, but I, I do think that accessibility never hurts a game. I, I don't think any game is made worse by allowing more people to enjoy it. No, I don't that's either. Just, but I also think it's uh, I don't also think it's their liberty to make that decision. And well, I don't sure. I don't really I mean, I don't think it hurts yeah. it, but I also don't think it hurts it too bad if there's not one. Um, I mean, it, but it, it does. But it hurts just, it for the people that can't experience it. It, hurts it, it doesn't so. hurt it for me, though. 
So it's like well, that's selfish. <laughs> well, it doesn't I hurt mean, it for me. So screw when it comes, the rest I mean, I'm of not going to play a game and be like, I love this game, but God, there's one person out there who's just not good enough to play it. So screw well, it's this not game. just it's not just one person. It's, like, it's that's fine. It can be a hundred people. Like it's, it's fine. If I love a game and someone's like, yeah, but what about me? I can't play. It's too hard. I'm not going to start hating it for that. Like <laughs> I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying you should hate the game. But what I'm saying is accessibility in games is never a bad thing. And, you know, the more people that are able to play a game, the better. You know, this is a it's hobby not a bad thing. We I mean, all love. It's a hobby we all try to share. And I, I don't like the whole, I, I don't like the gatekeeping mentality. This is for hardcore, go away. I just, I don't like it. It rubs me the wrong no, way. No, I don't, see, because FromSoft's not even like that. Like, mm, they I'm might not, not be. They I'm might not, not be, good but a games. lot of their players are, I, Well, that's not special to them. Uh, gamers are elitists. Gamers are, <laughs> it doesn't matter, difficulty aside, anything. Like, you could probably play a freaking One Piece game and you'll get elited. Uh, elitists will be like, elited. you've got watch the show. So, you, like, it's just going to happen. Like, I suck at video games and I've beaten three Dark Souls games. You're terrible. Yeah, but I still play those. They're not, I mean, it's just like that. It's like, also, and those games don't have um, difficulty sliders because it's like, I guess it's kind of, you can make an argument that, like, the gear, like you said, is kind of like a difficulty slider in that game. Um, because you can really overtune yourself pretty bad, especially in that first one. Well, maybe that's but it. It's just, it. It's my opinion is if there's not a difficulty slider in the game and I, I can enjoy it, I understand accessibility is universally a good thing. It is never yeah. a bad thing, but it, no, it's not, not, don't get me it's, wrong. I'm not going to boot up a game if it doesn't provide me with a difficulty slider. Be like, oh, I'm not playing this game. Yeah, I'm my just point, saying. My like, point is, I it's think not that it's important. It's, it's going not forward. important to me. Like, I just, I don't care that much. I, I think, think it's, it's universally a great thing. I just don't care. <laughs> I think it's important for the gaming industry as a whole to con- to continue to consider accessibility in the games we make going forward. Accessibility in terms of disability, I agree. Uh, accessibility and just allowing people to enjoy the because gaming is the only real kind of uh outlet like this that has that barrier you know there's no you know apart from the rating system and movies you know there's no level of skill you have to have to to enjoy any particular movie they make reading maybe there's a level of skill for certain books with reading comprehension and and things like that Mm -hmm. sure uh, but gaming's really the one mainstream thing where you can lock out a decent portion True. of the population by choices you've made in development. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And I mean, and I'm I, not, this I, isn't me shooting like throwing crap at any particular developer. I just think accessibility and and keeping that in mind when we make games is is what's important. And I think that if Final Fantasy fifth or sixteen is addressing those concerns in this ring system, then I think that's fine. It doesn't no, matter I, to it's me. It's not how a bad thing at gone. all. Again, I I think you're right. It's ultimately a good thing. It's just if the rings weren't there, I wouldn't be clamoring for them. Like I just, it's not important to me. It's just not. But when it's there, it's a good thing. But when it's I, not there, if, if it I'd, was a, I would have been disappointed in Final Fantasy as a brand <clears throat> if. Stranger Paradise hadn't had difficulty selection. Well, for Final Fantasy, it would have been a very bad idea. Yes, because I their agree. games are not gatekeepy. And I believe um, that you know when they're trying to make so, but that's why because you know this this came up because the question pro- proposed to me was how do I feel about that with sixteen? I think that as long as they've considered these things, 
however they presented it, were good, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think it looks fine. I mean, I think it looks great. I'm not going to use the rings because I'm telling yeah, you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, they're brain dead. Here's like, the thing I don't want. Here's they the thing I don't really want. trivialize the game. It looks if they like. put the rings in, but then make a trophy for not using them. I don't like that. That I, I don't like. I also I, hate difficulty based trophies. Be, this will be controversial. I could not care less about trophies. Do not care. Then stop talking. <laughs> I'm gonna play the game. I hate, I hate difficulty based trophies. I absolutely hate those, especially, especially ones where it's like beat on hard, but you don't unlock hard until you beat normal. Do not make me play your game twice. If I want to play your game twice, I will play your game twice. Do not force me to do it chasing that platinum. Oh my god, I hate difficulty based trophies. Also, The Last of Us is a great game, but I've been playing this game for 14 hours and I have one bronze trophy and that's crap too. All right. (laughs) You should at least throw bronze trophies at the end of chapters. Just give me a little serotonin boost as I'm going through this, dude. That is kind of whack. Are you playing the original version of that? And the remaster. So the PS4 version. It came Uh, out on PS3, PS4. Well, I had the remaster for free and I wasn't going to drop $70 just to get a game I already had. But it's a remake. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, it was free though. Yeah, but so. f- sixteen looks awesome. Like yeah, everything. I, I do I think. Do think be very I think this is the best difficulty option I've ever seen in a video game. Modifying the gameplay rather than the world seems like a genius idea. It also seems very. Um, yeah, it's an interesting approach to it. It seems it's like there was probably so cool. more considerations that had to go into effect. And it's like. It might actually make it easier. You're right. I mean, this might be a way swinging the pendulum too far the other way, though, to where. <laughs> and it's like, you know, for people who really want to get down and dirty with their difficulty, maybe like you go back to Stranger Paradise. Um, normal is a little bit too hard, but easy's boring, maybe. Mm-hmm. So this way you can put only one ring on. You can adjust just how easy, right. much easier you're making the experience. You don't have to be limited right. to three options. And I well, think specifically yeah. Tony tuning your experience is just a W like it well, is just great. I like the idea of being able to affect certain aspects and not everything. For instance, uh, with like not to keep going back to the last of us, but yeah, there's, there's easy, there's normal and it kind of just affects everything in general. Whereas this would be like, okay, I don't want to affect like, the damage I do in melee, but maybe I just want a couple extra bullets or something like that. So there's an equipment that says, okay, you just can hold 10 extra ammo or something like that. Instead of, you know, increasing everything across the board, normal, easy, everything's different. Just one aspect I want to be a little bit easier. And being able to tailor make your experience like that actually seems like the most accessible. Now, again, I'll have to wait till I see it in person, but that I actually think seems like the most accessible option you could have. You know, mm-hmm. if you want it all, take it. If you want none of it, leave it. Uh, if you want to mix and match, make this easier, leave this the same. It's awesome. Be even, it would also be cool if there was even rings that it flipped it and made things harder. That would be kind of neat too. See now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's for that's for the crowd that really wants to just make it as hard the as possible. The game looks pretty hard without him. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. Like Yoshi P was not doing good. Oh, really? He does not seem very good at that game. <laughs> I'm telling no, you. It took him like scary. two and a half minutes to beat a level 28 curl, and he's level 40. Wow. Yeah. 
two and a half minutes. And he, he, he was like, before he fought without the rings, he went, <laughs> it's like getting ready. So it seems yeah, like a I, decently challenging game. I've avoided most of the gameplay kind of stuff because I kind of want to go in as fresh as I can. I like, need I, the build, I, I need hype. I'm fine watching. See, I don't have I don't have problem with that. I'm hyped enough. I'm fine with trailers. Like trailers don't bother me, but like I don't want to sit down and watch two hours of of gameplay. I'm a fully just numbed person. I don't feel anything anymore. That's sad. I'm Man, sorry. I need the hype. I need the hype. I'm sorry. I I have I have too much hype for too many things right now. I need things to pump the brakes. I'm like hyped about everything right now. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so this was an interesting conversation. We ended up talking a little bit more about difficulty settings than I was expecting, uh, but it all kind of ties back to Final Fantasy 16 going gold, so I do think that it was a pretty fun conversation. Plus, we haven't disagreed in a while, so that's nice. That's what the core of this is is built off of, so... Yeah, but mm-hmm. I've got I've got nothing else to say. That was my topic. We actually stretched it out longer than I was even expecting. So. Oh yeah, I am <laughs> I am donezo. I think it I think it's gonna be a great game. Mm. I just need it. I need a demo. I just want to play it. Now a demo that would be great. Uh, we we should get a demo, especially if the game they feel is ready enough to be sold right now. Give us a demo, and and Square is great for this thing about like putting a demo out and then letting your progress transfer over they've done that with their last couple demos i think they did that with triangle strategy i oh, know they did blizzard that with theater rhythm. That. um i don't actually i'm glad blizzard's wiping that <laughs> that's a different topic <laughs> for a yeah, different time four? yeah i'm glad i'm glad they're wiping it because i didn't pay attention to anything because <laughs> i was just oh, trying to speed through um, i like i want to start over um but anyway, the uh, but yeah, so I, I think that I think it'll be a really really good game. But I think we want a demo. Let's let's hope for a demo, uh, like May, you know, like a month before it comes out or something. Hype people up. So I mean, that would be good. I would play a demo. I would do that. I just don't want to sit I'm down and watch beat hours this game of so fast. Of, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, it actually drops like the day I'm going to go on vacation. You'll have a beat before I even get back. Probably. To play it. So, and then you'll you'll play 120 hours in that first week and then I'll want to talk about it and you'll be like, "I'm so moved on. I'm back in my MMO phase." <laughs> I'm not. I don't move that fast. Yeah, I move pretty fast. I don't move <laughs> that fast. Anyway, I'll do you have to talk about the game a week after it comes out. Are you kidding? Well, me? but see, I won't I be still ready to talk about 15, but <laughs> I won't be ready to talk about it a week after it comes out because it's going to take me like a month or two to beat the game. So I want to talk about it I'll later and done. you'll be like 16. What are you talking about? Hey, I won't oh, take Final you a month. Fantasy. It won't take you two months to beat it. It'll take me a little while. It'll take me a month at least. Your kid's old enough to watch you play games now. I only play about like five hours a week, I think. She's old enough. Just let, sit down and say, <laughs> let me show you something, kiddo. Yeah. I do get to play some on Saturday nights. But just anyway. I, if you could drink caffeine, man, I'll tell you, just load up and stay up Saturday. I don't need caffeine. That's the beautiful thing about giving it up is I don't need it anymore. I can yeah. stay up late. The problem with staying up late with a kid is the kid wakes up at the same time. So I can stay up as late as I want, but I don't get to sleep any later the next day. (laughs) So it's just every extra hour I I stay up as an hour I just lost of sleep. It sucks. 
Yeah, it's how that works. Anyway, man, you have anything final to say? Where can we find you? Any of that stuff? I have a link tree. Yes, you do. I do too, but I do want to pitch. I have a new place you can find me on the internet because I started a YouTube channel and it's Wolfkin's TTRPG. So Wolfkin's Tabletop. And that's where I'm just doing some fun tabletop stuff. So uh, Kupo Quest, as you know, is the, the 5e campaign I'm running as part of Highland Herald. Final Fantasy based. That's kind of, you know, the first thing to kick this off. Had a couple other ideas, so I've just decided to launch a channel. So it'll be there if you want to check that out. Uh, that's not going to be specifically Final Fantasy. It's more on the tabletop D&D kind of stuff. But the Kupo Quest, Kupo Quest playlist is featured there, too, if you... And, of course, the videos are always on Hiram Herald also. So, that's it. If you want to follow us, the show Hiram Herald, we're on Twitter. And uh, I'm on Twitter, unfortunately, still. Um, by the way, the whole the whole Doge thing is is dumb. Elon Musk is dumb. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Anyway, or you can go to HowandHerald.com. I have all of our past episodes and show notes. But with that, dude, is there anything else? Any final fantasies you have for us today? Um, not at all. Well, okay. Not then. at all. I'm done. All right. Well, get back to your anime and I'm gonna go read. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well go. have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Peace out. Bye.